For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Richard Skipper's Friday Wrap-Up. How has your week been? I hope that it's been wonderful. There's been a lot been going on in the world this week. Some good, some bad, some indifferent. Whatever is going on, uh, as Kander and Eb says, the world goes round and round and round, and we keep going. I am so excited about today's show. I have three very excited women uh, in the wings and uh, from uh, all corners of the world right now. So we're going to decide who's going to come on uh, by, let me tell you who's watching right now. Uh, I see my friend Ron, uh, Tasha, Danielle, Lisa, Francis. They're all here uh, supporting me. I love all of you. Uh, we are celebrating Earth Day today. Uh, I'm also reminded of the song by Jerry Herman, Someone Has Wounded You, Dear World. And our world is wounded right now. And I'm reminded of the film, It's a Wonderful Life, because things may be going on on the other side of the planet right now, but we are all connected. And we have to realize that something may be happening in someone else's backyard or on the other side of the planet, but it's affecting each and every one of us. And it's important that we take care of not only each other, but our neighbors uh, around the world and support each other. So even though there's a lot of chaos and craziness going on around the world, my hope is that for the next hour, we're going to have a few laughs, I hope. Uh, we're going to celebrate each other. Uh, we're going to celebrate those of you who are watching. Um, there is a wonderful book by uh, Khalid Smith. Uh, the word that I chose for today is joy because I believe that we need to find joy in each other. Um, Ron, since you're the first one that I saw, I want you to pick a number, one through three, and that will decide who will be our first guest that I will bring on today. They don't know who I will be. It's like door number one, door number two, door number three, and it's all in the hands of Ron. Ron is a dear friend, and I will be seeing Ron virtually after today's show. Uh, so uh, Ron, I'm waiting for you to pull that number and we will bring on the first guest and we will see who that will be. And they're all sitting there rubbing their hands to see who will be coming on. So Ron, uh, bring that number on uh, unless he stepped away from his uh, computer for a moment. Uh, Ron, going once, going twice, going three times. Ron, Ron. Ron, he picked number two, and that is Barbara Lee George. And Barbara, I love you. Uh, I love you. Yes, we are dear friends. Uh, Barbara, I consider to be a soulmate. Uh, Barbara is a sounding board. We bounce ideas off of each other. But Barbara reached out to me today to be on the show because she wanted to talk about Earth Day. And Earth Day is very, very important to you, Barbara. Yes, it is. It uh, it always has been. You know, I've always felt related to the Earth as a child. I I hated to put on my shoes. I wanted to run barefoot everywhere, and I uh, played in everyone's gardens. And you know, I just uh, I loved the Earth, and I loved people, and especially diversity. I I grew up early in the South and there were, I experienced segregation. And then when I came to the North, I felt like I had died and gone to heaven to discover all these people, these wonderful people and how beautiful they all were and how truly profoundly related we are. So anyway, I was asked many years later um, if I would write a song for an event that was happening for Earth Day. And so, um, you know, the organizer was uh, this dear friend, Tony DeGode, and she asked me if I would do that, and I did. And I wrote this song, I called it the Earth Day Anthem. And kind of like I pledge my allegiance to the flag, I started off with, I start this day a brand new way, a guardian of 
the earth and sky above. My life given to what I can be proud of, a symbol of my everlasting love. And this became the Earth Day Anthem. I performed it at the event. There happened to be the New York congressman there. He wanted to have it adopted as our nation's Earth Day Anthem. And things kept spiraling and it just kept, there was an energy around the song that was so beautiful. And I would surprisingly be nominated for this song and for a children's book that I wrote called The Earth Day Book. Um, for a Green Nobel Prize, which stunned me. And in 1992, I attended the Kennedy event, uh, the ceremony in which uh, John Denver and Kenny Loggins won. But I was there to meet everyone and just share with all these other people, like you were saying in the beginning of the show, you never know what anyone is going through. And we are all profoundly related. And I thought I was just doing a little thing, you know, in writing this song as a musician and a and a person who loves the earth and loves people. And uh, so Earth Day is very special to me. It has been since 1990. And uh, I started an organization called Global Garden Foundation, which is committed to uh, the environment, cultural diversity, and the arts. And I have wonderful people who've come and joined me in this effort. And, you know, it's just, there's many, you know, people who deserve lots of credit, but anyway. Go ahead, please. Oh, no, that's wonderful. I, I love hearing all this. Now, you live here in Rockland County as well, don't you? I actually live in Hudson County in uh, New Jersey. Um, I live in North Bergen, New Jersey in Hudson County. And I my property borders the Hudson County Park, which is absolutely beautiful. And as far as joy is concerned, uh, the joy that I was able to tap into with having the park there, especially during COVID, was just a godsend, you know, so to be close to nature and to see people out and about in the open air was just, you know, a saving grace. That's great. Now, do you, uh, do you garden a lot yourself? I don't, uh, but I have dear friends who do, and they've helped to teach me because I'm, I, you know, I'm an appreciator of gardens, but I don't do a lot of gardening. I used to have a roof deck garden that was 3000 square feet and I grew my own food and flowers and, you know, um, but uh, I don't have the space now to do it, although I do a little bit of indoor gardening with microgreens. And uh, that's another incentive that we're going to do with the schools. We want to teach uh, children how to grow their own food. And uh, so that's another thing that we'll be doing in this next year. So I've got a good group of people working with me on that. Now, you mentioned that you you also grew up in the South. Yeah. Uh, we have two Southerners. Uh, the other night, what was that? And two Aquarians. And two Aquarians. We've got that in uh, common. Uh, the other night, uh, I was uh, lucky enough, a uh, little plug there, uh, to be interviewed by Sandy Duncan. And yes. we were talking about this Southern connection that we had. Um, when, uh, uh, not giving away your age or anything, but uh, when did you grow up in the South? Uh, how long have you been uh, living up north? And how I'll, did that take place? I'll, okay, I'll proudly give up my age. I was born in 1955. And so, as many know, a lot was going on at that time. Right. And, um, you know, um, it wasn't long after that my mom realized, and she actually was a, a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, health and beauty expert who was invited to be on a talk show on the Johnny Carson talk show. So she came to New York and uh, on the second appearance, she met the Gabors and they were building a health spa in Goshen, New York. And they asked her if she would come on board and help them establish it. And she was very happy to get out of the South at that time and uh, bring her children North. So I was in third grade when I came to Goshen, New York and that's when I kind of died and felt like I went to heaven, you know, so. Land of Goshen, as they used to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it so is. I'm going to ask you, um, and again, uh, Danielle has told me there are no random questions. So this is the question card that I'm pulling up tonight. And um, interesting question, since you're talking about this. Who had the most influence on you growing up? Oh, clearly my mother. Absolutely. Yeah. She was... Um, not only a beautiful person outside, because she was a model and uh, she was very beautiful, 
uh, but she also used all of her gifts to help people. She used her voice to uh, read books for the blind. She helped to start uh, a children's daycare center. And uh, she started a school, a modeling school, where they celebrated each individual's look. She wasn't encouraging people to look like Twiggy. She was encouraging them to look like they look, you know, to celebrate whatever they looked like, you know, and to find their true beauty. And when they would walk in the door in the beginning of the school, it was kind of, you know, shy and they'd walk out proud and, you know, chest out. It was just such a beautiful trans, uh, transference of abilities and understanding of their own value that she conveyed to people. She was a wonderful teacher and she taught me. So oh, that's wonderful. So I'm going to have you pull a number one or two. I'm going to pull two. Number two, and that is my dear friend. She doesn't know she's coming up. Elaine Ballas. Oh, hello, Elaine. Listen, uh, I got I got the memo. A little bling and with black. Yes. Black yes. and bling. Black and, and you bling. actually have four women. This is Mika, and she's very much in. She's quite the diva. She's into the camera. Say hello. There's the Hello, camera. Mika. Hello, Mika. Uh, I mean, Elaine, do you mind if I tell them? Uh, Elaine had a wonderful companion uh, named Oreo. And uh, uh, Oreo passed away a few months ago. And I'm happy that you've got a new companion. Well, it was very funny because, like you say, you never know what's going to happen. I had no plans of getting one. And um, my neighbors, she was born and it was during a time when I was really sick with pneumonia and they just dropped her off to say, well, why don't you foster her? You know, we really think you need a dog. And I said, look, I can't foster myself at the moment. <laughs> but it's very interesting how when you're forced to take care of someone, suddenly you get better. And so um, after fostering her for a while and I'd never really had a baby puppy, a baby or anything. So was not used to any of that. And it was a rough spot, let me tell you. <laughs> but I think she decided this woman is crazy. This is going to be the most exciting time of my life. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So we worked it out. We're still working. Well, that's <laughs> so now, that Elaine, Elaine has been on this show before. Uh, we did a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, when I first started doing this, as a matter of fact, Elaine has, I mean, she's done uh, her own series called Camp Elaine. Uh, Elaine was, uh, everyone out there should know, she was a champion ice skater. Uh, I mean, incredible uh, comedian. Uh, you've worked with everyone in the business, or I should say everyone in the business has worked with you. Uh, oh, I like yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. There are you, a few people left on my bucket this, list. You have this, you, you put together uh, this booklet, uh, which I love. Do you have the booklet nearby? You know what? Not far. Hold on. Not far. And the booklet is. Here we are. Here it is. How okay. to write a book, Camp Elaine style. And then Oreo. Uh, yes. And there's Oreo on the book. Uh, but the, and there's the back. The pages there's a better picture. blank because you write your own story. That's it. Um, I figured very similar to what you had said, everybody needs a cheerleader in life. And you talk to people, and I believe you had him on your show, Hank Garrett, That's whom right. I ran into the other day at lunch. And um, he, you know, just totally gives his life to Sammy Davis Jr. for saving him on the streets in New York and Harlem. And I realized when you really talk to people, there's always been someone who's either been there to push them, but someone who's helped them and cheered them on to, to do what they wanted. And I thought this is a great idea for a book that people really do want to tell a story, but they feel, oh, I'm not good enough or no one's going to care or anything. So when I wrote the book, it just started off as kind of a fun thing to cheer you know, people on to tell their story. 
Well, then we got COVID, then we got the civil unrest and we got everything. So I figured, you know what? This is really a time more than ever to, um, to have people tell his or her own story because we don't know what the history books are going to say. We don't know if in 50 years history is going to be different or whatever. And I figured this is the best way to have someone have a legacy that's his or her true legacy. And nobody can change it. It's in your writing. And so it was really cute because Mel Brooks sent me an autographed copy of his book. And it's 500 pages. And so I sent him an autographed copy of my book. <laughs> and um, But I did a little video in between. And I said, well, I guess you can see the difference in careers you know mel's is 500 pages mine's 50 pages but he loved it he said elaine only you would come up with something like that it's such a clever and good idea so now when i do my book um how to write a book camp elaine style let's see there we go um i'm going to get a stamp on it saying mel brooks approved <laughs> Good for you. I'm going to ask you the question that I just asked Barbara. Who had the uh, most influence on you growing up? Um, you know, I was thinking about it when you were asking her that question. I'm not really sure because I started skating at a very young age and was a professional by the time I was eight. So in many ways, everybody, and in many ways, I'd have to say skating ice skating because I learned the discipline of skating, the dedication, the devotion, and also mm -hmm. what I learned, and it, it I also learned that a little bit later on through Mel, is you have to have the passion. And without passion, there is nothing. And with skating, it was me and the ice. And the only way, and of course, you know, a coach, but the only way to really improve is by practice, 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 you know, like they say about how do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> but um, they, I really feel that that discipline carried on through every aspect of my life, whether it was school, whether it was acting, whether anything. And I also learned, you know, about timing and I learned about proper training because you don't want to, I mean, I see how skating has changed so much and congratulations that they're doing what they're doing, but I also miss the real skating, so to speak. And it was ironic because last night someone sent me a video of Torval and Dean. I think you might remember them from, oh, yeah. they, from 1984 and their Bolero um, Olympic champion. But every number of theirs is so different and so amazing. And I sent it to another friend of mine who's an Olympic and world champion, Tim Wood, who is known for his edges, known for his figures, known for everything. And he said, isn't it a shame that there's no one today who could skate like Torval and Dean with the edges, with the finesse, with the creativity, everything's kind of the same in the flailing arms and everything and sometimes progress really isn't progress you know um sometimes you need to go back to what was and i think that's a perfect way of segueing into what earth day is because it all started with the earth and you know sometimes you just have to go back to basics absolutely and to me that that's what it is yeah i want to bring on our next guest and uh it's very interesting uh we've never met uh she is uh believe it or not in the uk uh and uh i got a fan letter from her the other <laughs> night and it was after the interview that uh sandy duncan interviewed me the other night and I got the most wonderful fan letter from this incredible woman, uh, Sarah. And I reached out to Sarah uh, because I, she also friended me through LinkedIn. And Sarah's first initial reaction was that she did not want to come on the show. 
uh, that she didn't feel that she, uh, my show is about celebrating people and their body of worth. So Sarah, I hope you don't mind me going here, please. I didn't feel that she was worthy to come on the show. And I said, absolutely, you are. I want you to come on the show. And she changed her mind and she's here. So I'm thrilled that you're here. So if you can, first of all, uh, tell uh, everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. And first of all, thank you for that incredible fan letter. Oh, thank you. Um, I just want to say, Richard, um, the can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely. Um, the last few months has been amazing because I, I discovered you and you may want people to know how I discovered you because I think it's quite an interesting route. Um, and I've been hooked on your programme and listening to the various interviews that have taken place. And the thing that really has struck me is that you actually listen to the people who you interview and you have a huge range of people who you interview. Um, as you can hear from my accent, I'm, I'm based in the UK and I'm based in London. And, and no doubt the chat shows that we have in London are similar to the ones that you have in the States, where really people just come on to, to plug a, um, a film or a, a show or whatever. And they're talking, you know, in, in short sound bites. So I think your programme is amazing in terms of drawing out the best of the people who you interview and, and showcasing them to, to the rest of us. So thank you. Thank but you, you asked me about me, didn't you? Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, here I am. I'm, I'm based in London. Um, I'm not in, in showbiz in this world at all. Um, I work um, in financial services, actually. Last week, I think you asked somebody if they were enjoying, uh, was it National Bean Counting Day? Yeah. And, and they, I loved it when they said that they, um, they make soup out of beans. Um, I, I work at, for one of the big four accountancy firms, so it was, it was quite amusing to hear that. But, but I work in the training environment and I work in, in education and I actually started my life as a primary school teacher in the East End of London, which is one of the toughest, roughest parts of London. Wow. Um, but I've always had a commitment to working um, and, and then I moved into the city and financial services. But my commitment always has been in terms of working with people who are less um, advantaged and working on different schemes and different programs. So linking Barbara George, Barbara, is it Barbara Lee? Yeah, linking into to the work that you do. Um, when I was teaching, I, I, I did various projects uh, with my pupils um, just to ensure that they kind of were closer to, to the kind of environment in which they worked. And likewise in the city, I've done that too. So it must be the same in the States where you have things like corporate social responsibility days, where you go out into the countryside or you go into kind of urban areas actually and, and work on particular schemes. So recently I did a project with an, an urban city farm which actually brings children in from the city and, and to, to see what a cow is and to see what you know um, animals are and, and what they do and so on. And, and then Elaine, just linking in with you, um, when I was a primary school teacher, um, again, as I say, I was in the East End of London and it was a very rough area, but it was a stone's throw away from the West End and, and where all the kind of entertainment is. Um, and I did a project with the Royal Ballet School, um, Royal Ballet um, Company rather, and they had an outreach program to go out to schools and encourage um, school children to understand what the arts are about. And we brought in costumes and we brought in dancers from the Royal Ballet Company. And then the children and their parents went off to the Royal Opera House and, and watched a performance. So I've always had a kind of an interest in working with people who are less able or less advantaged and bringing different fields into the work that I do. That's me. <laughs> well, oh, well I have something you. to tell Sarah because I, when I was in college, I went to USC, University of Southern California, and they had programs in yes. the inner cities. It was, they had um, what they called biology semester. And we went out into the schools in Watts and different areas. So I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> I actually, I, I had a call, um, friends from college who were at U, USC. And, Yay! Um, and it, right yeah, on! <laughs> I went to Los Angeles in the early 1980s. I think it was about 1984. I was at the Watts riots. And my friends were teaching in Watts. So, yeah, I'm familiar with the area. Yeah. But can I just say thank you for um, for uh, mentioning Torville and Dean. Oh, they're just yes, they're my faves. Yeah. And you also yeah. had, a, well, you had two great skaters. You had Robin Cousins and you had um, John Gurry. 
Yes. Who was an Olympic, they both were Olympic champions. My husband's listening and he loved Robin Cousins and John Curry. Yeah. Both are phenomenal. Both. Yeah. Well, yeah. John's not with us yeah. anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Robin and John were both wonderful skaters. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much for sharing all of that. And thank you, Sarah, for being here. See, you are worthy and you should be here. So there are other holidays today, believe it or not. And I want to talk about some of the other holidays. And uh, I've got the check-a-day calendar here, uh, believe it or not. Uh, I drive uh, my husband crazy with these holidays each day. Because as anyone who knows me knows that I'm all about celebrating and I find things to celebrate every day. So I'm going to go around and I'm going to ask each of you about these various holidays and how they resonate with each of you. And I'll start with you, Barbara. And the first, did you know, maybe you didn't, that today is In God We Trust Day? Did you know that? I did not know that. So how does that resonate with you? Well, it resonates on a couple of levels. One is money, you know, because how <laughs> I relate. That, that expression in God we trust. And the other is an ever-evolving, uh, you know, understanding that I have of God. And uh, I consider God is love. And so uh, non-denominational, just love. So in love, I trust. I love that. I love that. Elaine? Well, the first thing I thought of, too, is it's on our money in God we trust. And um, honestly, I believe everyone believes in God, whether they say they don't believe in God, but I believe that they believe in something. And so to them, that is their God. Okay. And Sarah? Oh, um, well, I come from a Jewish background. I'm Jewish. Um, so so I, ha I have a faith, but I, I just believe that um, we all have a right to sort of celebrate things in the way we want to and practice in the way we want to. Um, and we all have a way of kind of coming to terms with the kind of the world and, and how things should be. And all I can just hope for for everyone is that we have a peaceful world and a, and a happy world. Um, it's a very unstable environment. And I think we just we need we need to trust each other and we need to kind of work with one another, don't we? Absolutely. make sure things are peaceful, whether or not we believe in God or not. Well, the thing is that all religion, whether you, whatever it is, all points to, in the same direction. And that's the golden rule. We should all do unto others, I mean, treat others the way that we want to be treated ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we do that, we are all going to, you know, really, the world will be a better place. So the next holiday is that... Um, and we've had a lot of this. I don't know what it's been like uh, with Elaine and Sarah, but Barbara and I can both uh, commiserate with this. Uh, it's April Showers Day. Uh, today is the first, but it, it's been absolutely uh, beautiful here. Uh, the last uh, day, uh, it's just been absolutely beautiful here. Uh, so uh, Barbara, uh, April Showers Day. Yeah, April showers. Yeah, we definitely have gotten our share of showers, and and I'm good for now. But I'm I'm happy for nature that it's gotten you know the showers, and that's what I kind of think of. I think of all that's underground that's getting ready to come up. You know? So, it's like uh, the the musical on a clear day. Yes. Hey, buds below up is where to grow. Up with which which below can't compare with. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And speaking of which, on Sunday night at seven o'clock, I'm celebrating Barbara right here, Barbara right. Streisand. And I interviewed Austin Pendleton this afternoon oh because he could not be here live. And uh, we had a great conversation about Barbara. Uh, Elaine, April Showers Day. Bring me flowers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ironically, last night and through this morning, we did have lots of showers. And so it must have known that that was supposed to happen. Yes. And that it's very cloudy here today. Mm -hmm. The weather has been so erratic. It's been 94 one day, 64 the next day, rain, sunshine. I mean, 
we're all just going the environment saying you're not the only ones we're all kind of moving and grooving but there's no rhyme or reason for any of it it's just i think like anywheres from 76 to 86 with sun is beautiful <laughs> so i'll take that but it's kind of fun to see the different changes because then you really realize that nothing is the same and everything is going to change and Sarah, I remember being in Hawaii and um, I was doing a Hawaii 5 and I called the studio because it was so sunny when I left the house and it was pouring down rain. They said, just go inside and shop for about 10 minutes and it'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, they were right. So, I mean, I think it just kind of lets you know someone else is in charge. Yes. Uh, Sarah? Well, we've had a really nice um, um, state of good weather, actually, here in, in London and UK. Um, but of course, with global warming, who knows? Things are just so sort of um, temperamental. We never quite know what the weather is going to be like. And um, so going back to kind of global Earth Day, I think that's something that we have to think about. All the kind of climate changes are taking place because of what we've done to the atmosphere. But for now, I'm enjoying the the nice weather, and I'm enjoying being in my garden too. <laughs> Great, and I am definitely looking forward to those Mayflowers. So, uh, today is also something that we're not doing here, uh, but it's a day of silence. Uh, Barbara, do you take time uh, in your day just for silence? I think it's one of our greatest gifts, silence. And I think, you know, um, I was having a chat with some friends earlier today about silence and the value of it, listening to others, you know, and listening to the world around us. And this morning, the birds were all chirping outside my window and just being uh, privileged to take it in, being able to hear, you know, in the silence, like what's there. It's a beautiful thing. So I, I like the silence. Yes. Great. Elaine. Well... <laughs> I'm like Richard it's silent uh, I better talk yeah. <laughs> um I think that silence is a good thing because I think sometimes it's you are listening but it's also maybe a time of prayer for some people yeah. and I think that I think all things are good really I mean I I think silence when there's a stillness you know it's kind of like the stay, saying be still and know that i am god and i think sometimes the stillness is necessary not that i am god but um sometimes it's just good to hear what you're supposed to hear sarah um, I've definitely become more reflective as I've got older and I really enjoy yoga and I, I enjoy that sort of quiet sort of meditation that kind of goes on in a, in a yoga kind of session. So I try and adopt that, you know, for a few minutes each day. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's important. And it's something that we're afraid of, I think, just to be uh, silent for a few moments. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll be silent for a moment while I... Um, it's Girl Scout Leader Day. So, Barbara, were you a Girl Scout, Barbara? Or do you have any affiliation with the Girl Scouts on any level? Uh, for like a half a minute, I was a Girl Scout. <laughs> uh, just for a very short time, you know, just enough to get a few badges. But um, I grew up with my older brothers, and I really preferred doing things with them. So I was more apt to, you know, try to follow them. So, yeah, just long enough to get a few badges. Okay. Elaine? Well, my mother was a Girl Scout leader for my sister, and I just tagged along. And I think they let me, I, I don't even think I was old enough to be a brownie at the time or whatever. But I do support Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sarah, the Girl Scout is an American uh, tradition, uh, but is there an, a... a a, a British equivalent to the Girl Scouts? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. And I was just wondering, actually, if it was an English one, because I think it was set up by um, Baden-Powell, um, the Boy Scouts and the, um, the Cubs and the Boy Scouts movement. And then we have the Brownies, because I wasn't sure if you knew who the Brownies were. So obviously you do. Yes. Um, and the Girl Scouts. So I don't know. I'm, I can't claim ownership if it's English or American, but we obviously have the same kind of movement. I was just a brownie for a few years. I like the social aspect. I got a couple of badges, but really pathetic ones, like, you know, housekeeping. Very good, is it? <laughs> and I like the dance one. <laughs> but they do very dynamic. Uh, I think the badges that the, the girls do now are really quite, quite something. Um, and they broaden the girls' minds so that they're not kind of, you know, stuck in particular kind of roles. They're, they're encouraging the girls to have a much wider perspective. Yeah. I'm still friendly with some of the girls I was a brownie with. Oh, that's so that's good. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the Boy Scouts. So uh, so different uh, thing altogether. And now they are allowing girls to be in the Boy Scouts, but they are still not allowing boys to be in the Girl Scouts. Oh. Any thoughts on that, anyone? <laughs> I, I think that's a subject that the government has stretched and reworked and everything i think that there's just a, a natural evolution in life that i think we should just be able to experience every aspect of life growing up i don't think anything should be dictated i think it should just be out there and if your parents want to teach you or whomever I just don't like the government being involved saying you have to do this or you can't do that. I think I think everyone should just be, especially when you're a child, explore. Now changing completely. I um I've been on a diet, but I did splurge a little bit last week because today is also another thing, believe it or not, the week after Easter. Today is National Jelly Bean Day. <gasps> I am, I am, I, like Ronald Reagan, who was also an Aquarian, I love jelly beans. And I love jelly beans. Barbara, do you like jelly beans? And if so, do you have a favorite jelly bean? Believe it or not, black. <gasps> My favorite. Really? You and I, we can gorge. <laughs> yes, yes. We can gorge on that. Okay. Elaine? I love almost all jelly beans, but I think champagne flavored are my favorite. I don't think I've ever had champagne flavored jelly beans. Believe it or not, I I discovered champagne jelly beans in a doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Sarah? Well, I am an Aquarian, by the way. Um, oh, when's your birthday? Yeah. Uh, February 7th. And February 11th. 11th, yeah. 7-Eleven. Uh, yeah, January yeah. 25th, a month after the big guy. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I Wait, well, you're an Aquarian as well. Yeah. <laughs> Three Aquarians. I'm a Pisces. Well, okay. right, well you're right behind us. Yeah. You're yes. So, uh, Sarah, jelly beans, do you, are you a fan? Sorry, I'm not. Uh, chocolate for me. But okay. English chocolate. I'm not so keen on American chocolate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. You know, and doing full circle with this before we go to our uh, questions for the day, um, it's International Mother Day, uh, Mother Earth Day, I mean, International Mother Earth Day. So, and I think, I mean, Barbara, you especially, uh, you resonate Mother Earth. So, you know, so, and what that means for you. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, one of our trustees, uh, Kathy Harajian, wrote a beautiful statement on today's Earth Day message for our Global Garden Foundation. I'm wearing the shirt. Oh, I love it. And um, it represents, uh, you know, the earth, environmental, uh, you know, the environment, cultural diversity, and the arts. Those are the things that we celebrate. And um, she wrote a beautiful statement about how Mother Nature has the answer to most of our problems you know, which is so true. We make things so complicated, you know, but if we paid attention to Mother Earth, she offers answers in abundance, you know, so, um, yeah. Yes. Elaine, anything to add? The thing about that is I wish we would go back to really growing stuff 
the way it should be grown as opposed to all the GMOs, which is a whole nother political statement. But I really disapprove of all the GMOs and all the pesticides and all the everything that we're being inundated with. And I just wish we did go back to the healthier vegetables, the healthier fruits, the healthier, even if you eat meat or fish or anything, because we have so polluted everybody. I mean, the fish, the cattle, you know, the birds, everybody. And I really wish, because I thought something was wrong with me, but I remember as a child growing up, like, carrots were so sweet or Mm. tomatoes or you know just fresh vegetables were so wonderful apples and now they've genetically you know transformed so many things to me i thought something was wrong with me like oh i lost all my taste buds or something Mm -hmm. but nothing tastes the same including chocolate candy that we used to have as children here it all tastes like wax now Mm-hmm. And I just wish we could go back to Mother Earth's natural ingredients. I agree. Uh, Sarah? Yeah, and I think we need to be um, conscious of the kind of seasons as well, when particular produce are in season, because we've got used to kind of having strawberries all year round or peaches all year round or what have you. Um, and then I don't know if it's the same in the States, but in England, you know, when we go to the supermarket, you see where where things are produced and the carbon footprint is incredible. You know, that you'll have things, I don't know, um, I can't think of what I've recently bought, strawberries, actually. Um, British strawberries are fantastic in the summer, but at the moment you get them from southern Europe or beyond. And you have to stop and think, actually, is it necessary to buy strawberries? Should we buy something else that's in season at the moment? So I think it's partly to do with us wanting things on tap all year round, but actually it's better to kind of think when it's when they're naturally in season and buying more locally. That's something that I think we should all think about. And I think that, thank you for bringing that up, that we should all think about those things. Um, may I, may I yes, just go ahead, Barbara. Yeah, because the locally grown is absolutely right. It's the carbon footprint issue that, that you know, beyond uh, the GMO uh, crisis, which, you know, the body doesn't quite know what to do with the GMO. So a lot of times it'll store it as fat. So a lot of the fat we're experiencing is that the body doesn't know how to process the food. And by the way, that business of an apple a day keeps the doctor away. The reason they say that was about eating the entire apple because the apple has in its seeds, it has arsenic. And arsenic is a discriminating natural chemotherapy, if you will. So it doesn't kill cancer like the Trojan horse. Cancer will go after the sugars and then it hits the arsenic and that obliterates it. So, you know, I'm asking everyone to do not throw away your seeds, eat them. You know, I've gotten to where I'm, I'm quite, I enjoy the taste of it, um, but Actually, the seeds of most of our fruits and vegetables and so on are very healthy for us, and we should consume the entire thing. It's meant to be. Mother Nature has the medicine. I've heard that about papaya seeds. Yes. About helping your digestion. But I never knew about apples. Thank you. I did not know that. I learned something new today on the show. So thank you. I did too. What about orange (laughs) seeds? Orange and lemon and what you do, what I do, is I'll take those and I'll grind them in a coffee grinder, and I sprinkle them on top of things. I do the same thing, believe it or not, with avocado seed. Avocado, I'll let it dry so that the skin peels off, and then you can chop it up into smaller pieces and grind it up into a powder. It's totally delicious, and it's so good for you. Awesome. Yeah. Never knew yeah, but you let it dry over time. You'll you'll know when it's ready because the skin kind of peels off a little bit. It's easier to peel. And then you can chop it into smaller pieces and put it in a grinder and make it into a powder. Wow. I'm learning so much today. I, I, I'm so glad you all showed up today. So um, the word today, again, is joy. And I this is a joyful show for me today. I'm learning so much. It is Earth Day. Uh, so I've got some questions that I'm going to ask. They're random questions. Again, my homage uh, to James Lipton inside the Actors Studio. But we're covering I so much him. more. But we're covering <laughs> so much more today. Uh, and again, uh, Barbara, I will start with you. 
And the first question that I'm asking is, in what situation do you have the least control of your emotions? Ooh. Hmm. That's a really good question because there's it, two things come to mind. The least control that I have is when I'm inspired by nature, when something beautiful happens, like a butterfly flew by the window before and my emotions are just, you know, that my heart swells and the same thing around children. You know, I just, uh, I have a response to puppies, puppies and children. <laughs> yeah, She's sleeping. <laughs> so, so mostly, mostly emotions are out of control. That, yeah. Nature. You're saying nature just takes you. Um, Elaine, uh, when have you been the most motivated in the past week? Well, I would have to say last night. <laughs> um, I went to a Walk of Fame presentation for um, the stars and I met a woman and she is the only daughter of Carmen Miranda and Cesar Romero. And she was telling us stories last night that were beyond fascinating. No, wait a minute. Carmen Miranda and Cesar Romero had a daughter? Yes. And she just found out about it. Um, let's see. I think it's about seven or eight years ago. And it took five years of investigation and DNA tests and everything, lots of money. I was going to talk to you about her later because she has a book coming out. Get and, her on the show. I want her yes, here. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I thought of you instantly. And she's a lovely lady, but it's very interesting how the internet kind of skewed some of that information. And I think. I would have answered about not being able to control my emotions right before the show started. It was like LA County now wants to do another mask mandate. And it's like when you have absolutely no control, you know, is I think the most frustrating, but the joy is when you find out or discover things. And I went to the party afterwards and was so motivated for new campy lane episodes from just talking to different people i go oh now this one would be fun or this would be fun and it was so interesting to find different people there going well i can turn you on to this or you could have this location and i thought wow this is so inspiring and i think that's what i miss most about what has happened since the pandemic is the joy of being in the room or being with other people and living off of their energy as well or getting their ideas or going, you know what? I think I could do this. And that's to me, the most inspiring is the motivation that you listen and hear about other people and think, how can I contribute or what can I do? And I think that instead of, keeping us all locked up again, I think we just need to all stand up for our rights. I just really believe it because I think emotionally, creatively, and every other way, it's stifling us. And I think we just have to do it. Okay. Uh, Sarah, um, my question for you is, what do you consider the single most beautiful word in the world? Oh, before I, I, I'll think of that, but before I say it, um, can I just say that yesterday was National Banana Day, wasn't it, Richard? Yes, it was. Yes. You posted that on LinkedIn and you had a picture of Carmen Miranda. And the yes, I did. So, sorry, just linking into what there, there, That's the synchronicity that's always going on. Yes. Okay. Um, you, remind me, what did you ask me? Single, sorry. What you consider to be the single most beautiful word in the world. Oh, well, I think positivity, I and mean, you, you mentioned that earlier, I think, and I think just having a positive outlook is, is really important. It kind of keeps you going. I, I agree. You know that about me. Um, <laughs> Can I just add something? Actually, I think it's two words. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I agree with that. Uh, Barbara, who is the person that you know with the freest spirit? Oh, God. 
I know a lot of free spirits. Ah, oh, gee whiz. That's a great question. Wow. Wow. Um, the freest spirit, I think, um, that's a toughie. I think, <laughs> I think you know what? Um, I'm going to say that for our purpose, Richard, I'd like to use you as an example because the way you move through a conversation, your spirit is free. It's like untethered. And I love that about you. And that's why, you know, I got hooked as well so, so long ago um, because, you know, it's, it is your free spirit that moves so easily. And um, so, yeah, I would say you, darling. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, did you okay. hear that? Yes, I, I did. did. I did. Yeah. And I, I agree. Um, and you also let other people have his or her own thoughts. Can you hear me? Thoughts. Yes. Yes. I can hear, we can hear you. Yes. Um, I think that the fact that you are a free spirit, you allow others. Are to you there? Yes, we can hear you. Can you see us and hear us? Yes. Hello. Barbara, we can hear you. Yes. Barbara. Barbara, we can hear you. I don't know what happened, but Barbara, we can hear you. And Seer. Hello. Yes, we can hear you. We can see you. Barbara. I don't know what happened. She may have. Barbara. Uh, go ahead, Elena. Spirit. Um, I think I would have to be considered a free spirit because I'm not easily convinced by what goes on or what people say or do that I always want to do what I want to do. And I think the greatest thing in life is that you can allow people to do what they want to do. And you're so good at it, Richard. So I applaud you. I well, think I'm you. back. You are back. We could still hear you and see you. So I, hopefully you can hear and see us. So Okay. Uh, Sarah, um, uh, Sarah, did anything happen this week that unnerved you? You don't have to give a specific. And if so, how did you get through it? Oh, um, <clears throat> I don't, to be honest, I don't think anything happened this week which unnerved me. So I, I can't think of an immediate example. Um, but I have had situations that have unnerved me. And when they do, I tend to always consult with my husband, actually. And my husband always I, it gives me masses of support, as indeed my mum does. So you were asking earlier about influences. And I suppose my two biggest influences and support are my, my husband, Tony, and, and my mum. And also friends. And, and I know I've got quite a few friends who are online watching. So they know who they are. Who, who provide support and who are there for me when when situations are tough yeah Richard I think both of us have the same experience of an unnerving this week for a dear friend Barbara Sickman yeah. that we should give a shout out to who passed on Sunday night so that was very unnerving and sudden very sudden yes yeah I'm so sorry um, thank you um and uh, Barbara, I think I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just to hear your answer. <laughs> um, do you practice gratitude? And oh my goodness! So, uh, can you name uh, five things that you're grateful for today? Okay. Uh, well, you're looking at three of them. Yes. Great. <laughs> I'm grateful for meeting. You know, uh, I'm grateful for being a part of this show. And I'm very grateful for meeting your two guests who are lovely, you know, and I have a sense of a bondedness between us all. And uh, so there's three right there. And the other is that it is Earth Day, a beautiful day of celebration, and that there are so many people who are endeavoring to do great things now, you know, so it feels good. It feels like we're not alone. And um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm very grateful about that. That's great. And on that note, I think it's a great uh, uh, time uh, to give away uh, the book. 
and uh, we're going to draw it here. And uh, we'll see who is going to be getting the book. And uh, we'll see who that is. Uh, thank you. And it's Pam Stubbs. Once again, Pam, is uh, she wins a lot. But I will say this. She shows up, and she enters, and she wins. So, Pam, uh, I will get that uh, in the mail tonight for you. So thank you for being here. I want to Which book? Which book? Uh, she's going to be winning uh, the book by Ka uh, Khalid uh, Smith. It's oh, a book okay. called Joy. Uh, and uh, so she will uh, be getting that. Um, thank you, uh, Elaine. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Barbara. Don't go anywhere for a moment. I want to thank all of you who showed up. Uh, those of you who show up on a regular basis and those of you who are showing up for the first time. Uh, if this is your first time, I hope it will not be your last. Uh, my show is about celebrating. It's about celebrating life, celebrating uh, artists, celebrating whatever we can find to celebrate. As you can see today, uh, there's a lot to celebrate uh, if we take the time to do so. Um, I would like everybody, uh, if it is your first time, whether it is your first time or not, uh, after today's show, uh, please, uh, even if you've left comments here, uh, to go to my YouTube channel and leave a comment uh, on the channel itself about what your thoughts are about today's show. Uh, and if you uh, are even more inclined uh, to share this show through YouTube, what that does is that helps to elevate the show there. Uh, and also, uh, if you can tell your friends about the show, uh, that's an even uh, better uh, thing to do for us. Uh, also, I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Uh, in numerology, today is a five. So go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the fifth name that you come across uh, and uh, reach out with the phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Elaine has already brought up our dear friend, Barbara. Uh, I spoke with Barbara on uh, Sunday afternoon, and Barbara and I were laughing and having a great time. And Barbara said that she would be looking forward to seeing my interview with Sandy Duncan on Tuesday night. Little did I know that that would be the last conversation that we would physically be able to have, although we can talk because I always think of her now as being in the next room. Uh, something that I have mentioned a few times, but I think it's worth repeating. Uh, and I see this all the time. Uh, I saw it with Robert Morse, who we just lost. I saw it with Jay Binder earlier this week. I've seen it with other people that we've lost. When someone passes away, everybody reaches out to pick their favorite picture of that person, their favorite memory, uh, and they post those pictures and they share them all over social media. And I think how wonderful it would be if we did those things the week before they pass away, when they're still with us to enjoy those things. And I realize that we can't do this with everybody every day, but if each of us, took the time to do that with one person every day, it would make a huge difference in all of our lives. Now, social media is based on three things. And it's all about social, 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 social. Like, comment, and share. If you see a post, especially if it's someone talking about their work, like it, share it comment on it. If it's something that you don't feel that's worth sharing, delete it or hide it because it's not adding to the positivity, as you mentioned earlier. So I think it's very important that we take the time to celebrate each other uh, as we go into the evening, as we go into tomorrow. I hope that everybody who's on this show and everybody who's watching will follow my lead and do this as we go into uh, the days ahead. As my dear friend, Sean Moniker says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And I always say, if you're gonna go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave the screen and I'm gonna give each of you a chance to have your final word. 
Uh, and uh, I will start with you, Elaine, and then Sarah, and then Barbara, you will have the final word today. Uh, it could be about anything that we've talked about today that you want to build upon. Uh, it could be about something that we didn't talk about that you wish we had. Or it could be about uh, just any message that you want to put out into the world. Uh, and Barbara, at the end, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. So thank you once again, everybody. Uh, thanks for being here tonight. And I will see you back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And Elaine, you've got the stage. It's all yours. Thank well, you, first, of all, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me because that was very, very kind of you. And I'm very appreciative of that. So there's my gratitude. Um, I'm so appreciative of meeting two new people. I think that's wonderful. And this is the good thing about technology is that you get to meet people all over the world. And Sarah, it's just wonderful hearing your accent. I love it. It's so cute. And knowing about what goes on in London and how it really doesn't differ that much from what goes on in the U.S. And Barbara, being Mother Earth, I think you are the best example. And it was just so delightful. And I wish I had the patience to be growing something. I mean, flowers look at me and they die, you know, I mean, <laughs> I could kill anything. I could kill cactus and have. So I so appreciate, but I appreciate the fact that um, you kind of reinforce what I've always believed as far as natural and um, the natural vegetables, the natural fruits, um, which Sarah, you alluded to as well. Do we really need to be getting it from another part of the world? And do we need to eat it all the time? Because as a child growing up, when we didn't have that, I would look forward to the seasons like, oh, here come the strawberries, here come the cherries, here come, you know, whatever. And now I think that it's sometimes global isn't as good. I mean, we do get it, but I think it's fun more fun and more tasty to have homegrown. So I've learned so much from both of you and appreciate it. Not that I could homegrown anything, but I appreciate the what your input was. So thank you to both of you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you. Um, okay, well, I'd like, love to thank uh, Richard for inviting me along to this show. Um, I really enjoyed it and it's wonderful to have the opportunity to speak. And I suppose, um, just to say, it's important to seize the opportunity when somebody gives you an opportunity rather than just say, no, actually go for it and, and you'll embrace it and really enjoy it. Um, I want to do a name check if I can, because Barbara Lee, um, I was fascinated. I, I now need to kind of listen to the music, um, your music and the Earth Anthem. Uh, but one of the things that has helped me and colleagues of mine, former colleagues of mine, um, through lockdown, and we set up various groups and support groups and, and different kind of interest and ability groups. And I, I have a friend online who's, who's listening, Matt, you know who you are. And uh, he ran for our organisation, my former organisation, a music group. And that's still running and he's still leading it. And every week we'd play different music. Each of the members would, would choose a particular piece of music that resonated or that was interesting. And we actually linked to different diversity um, national days, you know, in the calendar. So I have no doubt that he's going to be playing your anthem at the next meeting. So big, a big uh, name check to him. And thank you very much. And I can't wait to listen to your music and can't wait to watch more um, programmes that Richard runs. So I'll say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and Sarah, by the way, at the beginning of the song, uh, the Earth Day anthem, it starts off with the uh, London chimes, da 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 da, -da saying kind of like the time is now, because the time is always now. But the the thing I'd like to leave with everybody is is a little message from nature that I got early on. Um, I fell in love with dandelions. And dandelions, that little yellow, they called it a weed. And uh, I just thought it was the most magnificent flower that would explode into this wonderful, you know, the, the seeds with the little, you know, the ability to fly everywhere. You'd made a wish and you'd blow and it would go out in all directions. And I think that we need to re-look again at things that we take for granted or things that we 
underestimate or undervalue and think again, like maybe there is a real value to it if we look harder, um, that maybe it's not a weed because people know now that there is dandelion soap and there's dandelion root teas and wine and um, the flowers finally celebrated. And I just want to celebrate all of you because I do love everybody and uh, I look for reasons to love you. So if you ever see me, that's what I'm looking for. Happy Earth Day.